Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. The Whatever Podcast. Now, I'm back once again with the hosts of the show, Preston and Connor. Connor is back with us this week. Yes, don't be afraid to call us (laughs) co-hosts. Living life. Preston and I are in person. It feels real good to be in person. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. It's kind of weird looking at each other. (laughs) That is... IRL is real weird. That is weird. I think it's been like, what, almost... uh, 12 or more episodes since the last time we uh the last i actually hold on i got a dungeon i got it right here it was ai dungeon i believe the last the last topic that we did together together was in december oof my goodness yeah in december (laughs) so we're almost coming up on a almost a year yeah episode 23 (laughs) so so now why in the world did you guys choose this episode to record in person with? I just don't understand this. I just don't have a spot at home currently that is like really set up and good for me to record without my dad blaring the history channel in the background. <laughs> yeah, but this is like the most dangerous episode. I know. I, yeah. so I'm so far away from you guys, too. I, I cannot do anything in person. <laughs> I'm, I'm virtual with you. Now, my, my options are limited. You gotta talk us now, down. What the what the listeners don't know was like a virtual fist fight happened off episode a couple episodes ago and it it yeah. was all about the topic we're going to cover today <laughs> and look they they met up in person and i'm like an hour and a half away from these guys there's no way i can do anything as a referee if a fist fight breaks out in person on the water it's podcast. not going to be a fist fight i've got a gun strapped beneath the table oh, man, <laughs> It's getting serious tonight. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We're gonna go out for drinks later, so we'll. <laughs> that, that's that's when I'll take a beer bottle and smash it on the end of the table. <laughs> you listen <laughs> here. <laughs> I can see it Jinx. now. The oh. news coming out of Bloomington. Out of, actually, are you heading to Bloomington? Or are you staying in Ellisville tonight? Uh, We're gonna yeah. probably go to Bloomington. Yeah, there's this really cool right. place called Atlas Bar. That's like a. A Lovecraft themed yeah. bar, and we just kind of sit. It kind of reminds me of like a speakeasy yeah. kind yeah. of thing. It's not. It's not packed. Preston and I went there. And there was no one there, and and like the music was pretty low. So him and I just got some drinks and sat and talked, Talk. and, and it yeah. was cool. It was. It was got a lot relaxed. of ideas. Yeah, done. but we're, actually, nice. we're probably gonna do nothing but discuss business. Yeah, <laughs> we got a few. Uh, you want to oh yeah you want to tell them? i'll i'll do i'll do the i'll do the housekeeping one yeah, cool. housekeeping. all right welcome yeah, back to housekeeping. housekeeping i haven't heard that in a while. yeah um <laughs> chris this is going to be the first time you're hearing it because i just decided it in the car um so we have some some new people and some new shows uh joining not the whatever podcast but the overall umbrella of the the whatever media channel you know mm-hmm. um we're, we're going to be joined on our website and on this feed uh, by my good friend Herschel. He's going to be starting a a podcast. Um, I'm, I'm going to be in a few of them, but ultimately I'm going to leave it up to him, and I'm going to help him out along the way, publish them, edit them, that whole thing. Um, he's doing a podcast completely focused on uh, video games, pretty much, and like tabletop games. 
Uh, and it's it's gonna be less about news and more about like the lore and what makes this game interesting and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's just you know a little niche thing that he wanted to get into. I'm really excited to bring him on and and you know make him a part of this this umbrella that Preston and I have have wanted to start for a while. Um, I'm also so gonna be. Like, uh, it's, it's like the whatever universe. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty it's much. Kind of like Wondery. Like, yeah. You know uh, the Rooster podcast Teeth. company. Rooster Teeth as well, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of cool things, all kind of housed like, in one place. One thing about us is just, you know, we always want to do different things. Yeah. So and, it's... and so it's 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 easy if we do these different things under under, the... under one umbrella. Yeah. So that way our 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 audience is is never shrink shrinking or our audience is never just geared towards one thing. Yeah. We we appeal to everyone, no matter the case. And, and you know, that's why, you know, with our Flash Fridays being new, you guys can tackle some heavier current events. Mm-hmm. And with this main show, we can kind of just do things that interest us more than talk about pressing matters. And and with his show, you can talk about more of the nerdy side of of things and and you know what ma- what makes games and gamers tick and uh, I'm gonna be starting finally a Disney show, <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> yep. which is which is just what which is just what I've been I I feel like we've talked about it enough where probably needs its own <laughs> uh, yeah probably need its own so be be on the lookout everyone for both of those things uh, along with our new edition of Flash Fridays um, coming to you every week. Uh, starting, I think next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's how quick I, it's moving. I've actually have made some changes to the website. I've made some pages to house their own blogs and feeds for the show, and then I'm gonna let Preston go in and do some art for it. And it's it's just super exciting. It's super exciting to be expanding. the chief the podcast, you just. Half the busy man. <laughs> You're cutting out a little bit, but I understood what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi is is slowly deteriorating. Uh, bummer. Yeah, that's been my problem the last couple times. So I thought I was going to be good. So I may yeah. totally lose you guys, but I'll be back. Don't worry. That's no, okay. <laughs> You're well, uh, pretty good right now. Yeah, it, it, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah it'll be good. But... It doesn't happen too often. So, uh, Connor, would you like to introduce today's topic? Oh, <laughs> I think so. All right. So, is this a Royal Rumble match that we're getting ready to enter into here? You can hear the knuckles cracking over here. Uh, uh. But it's it's more of a less of a debate, more of a discussion. Um, I, I I wanted to talk about this age of games that we're in right now and what i think is the fear of of like a flop based on originality yeah and so with and so what what i want to, i guess in a better words i want to tackle the idea of game remakes and remasters taking over the industry because i think it's a real problem I, and you know disney disney live action movies are suffering from the same thing other remakes and pointless sequels are coming out um, for other movies. And so I think we live in just this grand age of we did something good nostalgia. one time. Yeah, nostalgia. We did something good one time. Let's do it again. But I think it goes further than nostalgia. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, hey, can for for the for my benefit, Connor, can you explain the difference? I would like remake to remake right. remaster. So, in general, a remaster would be like not changing major functions to the originality of the game. It'd be mostly cosmetic and just um, quality of life changes, I would say, for a... Just cosmetic. Yeah. It's just cosmetic. Yeah. Just making it look prettier for a new age. The game is the for, exact same. Yeah. It, Nothing has changed about yeah. it. Yeah. It, it just is on a newer graphics engine, so it yeah. looks better. Yeah. So, and then... So just graphical improvement. Yes. Yes. And a remaster, no, no, remake. I mean, a remake, remake would be a complete overhaul of the game. New, creating new textures from the ground up, creating maybe changing like how the controls work to better suit people that like how games have changed over time with how people like to play. Either changing maybe some voice actors or just making the game better and more palatable for a newer audience and making it feel more n replayable or newer for an audience that's played it before but would want to try to get into it again it's kind of like it's kind of like the idea of you we've always had these conversations what if george lucas would have made the original star wars movies today and what would those be like yeah. probably totally different yeah. given the new technology the new things we can do mm -hmm. different people and so what the, the remakes is they just take existing games and say, great idea. Let's take this idea and make the game again, but this time different. <laughs> yeah. Same game, just it's a, it's more modern, a more modern take. Chris, have you played the Resident Evil games? So I played Resident Evil when I was more of a gamer, I would say, way back in the day. Resident Evil's one. been around a long time. Yeah. So you played the first one? Absolutely. Have you played the second one? It's okay if not. I don't know if I played I don't know I don't know if I played the second one. That's the one where she's in the city this time and being chased no, by I okay. haven't. No. So you know how there's the fixed camera and you're like way above the character pretty much in Resident Evil, the first yes. one? So yep. they, they continued that trend all the way up until the third game before they were able to do different camera mechanics. They remade those games to be completely over the shoulder in terms of its camera point of view. And I like it better. Oh, yeah. yeah but we'll get into that. <laughs> so that's that's kind of like the difference if you look up if you look up i don't know what, what what kind of stuff you have at your disposal right now but if you were to look up examples of the resident evil 2 remake compare that to how the style of the very original fixed camera point of view games were yeah totally changes it. totally different in every every little bit like Different maps, new maps, new additions, different bosses, the whole, the whole nine yards. So when um, you do that, you just have to, you know? Yeah. And that's actually, God, I have a lot, I have a lot of notes. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't take down any notes, but I have a lot of examples in my head ready to go. So, so, so real quick, before you guys jump deep into the gaming side, you mentioned Star Wars yeah. and I know on the movie side, uh, a lot of people are upset with uh, a lot of like this uh, CGI and a lot of the graphics that they've added to the original movies with the new releases. Mm -hmm. So on the gaming world, 
how is is that taken on the remastering of games and the remaking and i know you guys are getting ready to dive deep in that but there are people that love star wars that hate the remakes because of the changes they made to the original yeah it varies yeah i would say honestly it depends on the game like there are a, there are a lot of remakes and remasters that i love like um shadow of the colossus the new uh dark souls remaster i mean remake um demon souls yeah demon souls same thing but yeah. i was yeah. just clarifying yeah. oh yeah got to clarify that part but oh wait where was i <laughs> how do audiences react oh, yeah I, I see two different camps like some people don't like their original IPs being messed with like they wanted to keep it how it was when it was made and enjoy it that way and I also see people kind of more on the side that I'm on it's like why not like if someone wants to play a like especially remasters I don't see anything wrong with remasters because if you're not changing anything about it and just updating it for a more modern like especially with how t like if you're playing on like a newer tv or playing it on monitors or higher refresh rates with the uh, having better monitors way better monitors than we used to things look really terrible when you try to play old games <laughs> right yeah if you don't have the original like stuff to play it on i i guess a good example of that would be Final Fantasy VII, when it came out, was groundbreaking. Yeah. And they remade it, and it's I good. Yeah. However... I didn't like that one. <laughs> see? And there you go. And it, because it's it's vastly different. Um, It's a whole new combat system. It's really good. Little... Like, I like that they brought that from Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. And how they do the new games. Like, that's how I prefer to play. I can't really play JRPGs. Like... Well... The game, the game was much shorter, Chris, yeah. than the than the original. I don't know if you played Final Fantasy VII. He has not. But no. Um, no. Do, do you remember it being just like this colossal game that came out that yes. was just like oh, yeah, wow, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So taking that that fan base and having them play this new one, they only got about a quarter of the game yeah. story wise. Out Dude, of let me out ask of this, you, let me, and it took forever to make. This. Is is some of it a money grab though? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I have I have some theories, and we don't necessarily have to like totally go in. I, I was reading of some these. of your stuff, and I <laughs> I'm ready to. You're ready to combat rebuttal. them. Yeah. Okay. Uh -oh. Let's just dive deep into so, it. So I have here disclaimer. I do love mini remakes, and I love that we have gotten some remasters of some classic games over the years. <laughs> but I don't think they hinder production of new games. Okay, they might not hinder production because they hire a totally different team of people to handle each. What it hinders is the lack of originality because people want to keep revisiting things that used to make them happy. That that's my issue. And so, so it's nostalgia. It's it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. But but Chris, there have been games that have just looked amazing and the premise of them have looked fantastic uh, and, and they're new and groundbreaking and, and introduce new mechanics and new stories and new worlds things we have never seen before but they end up being commercial flops and example an example would be cyberpunk well that was just a flop on their part well, cyberpunk but that's what i'm saying 
that's what I'm saying. Like, so Cyberpunk. What, Everyone was excited about the premise of Cyberpunk. But, I don't think. But there have been other games. There have been other. I, I should have taken a list, but there have been plenty of games that have introduced this, like, oh wow, this is a cool new concept, a cool new idea, and then it, it's a flop. People are like, oh, we'll give it a Why try. Why is that? Why is that? Well, I don't know. The the thing with Cyberpunk though is that it came out a broken mess, and nobody for, wanted to for, give it for console. For console. It, they, and they didn't deliver on a lot of the stuff that they promised for PC that's not, as well. That's not the only game. Um, what, what's what's the game? Uh, oh, for example, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Right? It was kind of mm-hmm. like that Dead yeah. by Daylight, but honed in in that that yeah, Camp Crystal. Just, yeah. Fantastic premise. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Hey, it played hey, very we well. Do, yeah, it, we do have it did really well. Yeah. So so that game, it's a good game. However, it was not a commercial success. No. It was not really no. It was not. It did not do what they thought it was going to. So, as a result, I don't think they've like kept up with the game. Death Stranding. I, I do have some. What's the numbers on Death Stranding? I have no idea. But the but but the thing about Death Stranding, fantastic. I loved it. It it's was good incredible. Game. I love what it brought. Not everyone is going to want to play it no. because it's not for it's them. More of that, a... that lack of that lack of like uh but th- that's the thing Hideo Kojima took strides and wanted to introduce brand new things that people have never seen before in a game and i hate to say it but there's only a small handful of people that actually liked it yeah well i mean i, I mean, could... do you think that was the purpose though for a more narrow audience that would enjoy it i think it? kojima I mean... probably i he'd had to understand that not a lot of people is going to like this game so the basic premise of this game death stranding is as as basic as you can get the story is Don't you have norman reedus who is in the walk you know norman reedus chris yeah. he he does the mocap all the motion capture for the character he is playing a character but as himself in this game he, i mean it is norman reedus like yeah. don't don't be confused he's not just acting yeah <laughs> like the character is literally a model of norman reedus yeah so he yeah. is playing he is in this post-apocalyptic ish world delivering goods to separated um factions he's like a basically like a mail delivery guy but with a lot higher stakes and the most of the game is just walking and finding ways to get to new areas, create better ways to get to old areas, and creating an infrastructure to get around. And it's a few fighting sequences throughout. Long story short, you deliver packages. Yeah. <laughs> you literally deliver packages, whether that be driving or walking. And along the way, you put together the story. You literally walk from one end of the country to the next. Yeah. And people did not like it. Most people did not like it because it wasn't as involved. It's, it wasn't action-packed. It wasn't It exciting. doesn't hold your hand. No. It is yeah. very... It's very just like... It's very dry. It's kind of like reading the Odyssey versus reading like Harry Potter. You know? The the, the Odyssey... Hopefully, hopefully you understand that. Like, hopefully that... Yeah. Absolutely yeah like you know the odyssey it's not gonna hold your hand it's gonna you you know you open the book and it's like all right here it is have fun have fun literally watching this guy cry at every turn in the road um (laughs) and harry potter is just you know you, you get through 300 pages of nothing but nothing but a climax pretty much yeah 
it's it's yeah. a it's a marathon it's, it's constant a it's a constant feedback like loop with most games versus this game where it's like i really enjoy it and i can just I, but i can also see why people don't enjoy it right so that in mind things like things like death stranding and um square enix's the avengers game oh hey, hey. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about that attitude that attitude right there half-life alex great did you play it no i watched it wasn't a commercial success hmm. i mean but how is the, here, how is here's the Avenger, avengers not a success i don't well, this really game know sucks. It, it's not it's, that bad the, the mechanics are fine everything is fine but i think it's i think my theory is that it's not the avengers that everyone knows it's not the marvel universe that everyone's used to and so they're just like meh not that good no, I really yeah. think the game got played with bad reviews, like bad feedback, and not a lot of people jumped into it after that feedback. But yeah. also, I want to go back to uh, back to uh, uh, Half Life Alex. There is a big barrier to entry with Half Life to Alex or Half Life Alex. Like what? VR. Okay, that's the price of a console. N- the big barrier to playing half of Sony exclusives is buying a PlayStation, finding a PS5. That's I know, a larger but that's, barrier a, than, than that's also a lot bigger. Like, if you already own the system to play the game on, buying an extra thing that's $300 is not really... People do it all the time. No, they don't. Hey, no, so yeah. what do you got? I don't know this game, so what, right, what are we talking so about? So you need a VR, a VR set to play the game. And you have to have a Sony VR set. No, no, no. no you no, have no. to have okay. any, any set that can hook up to a PC. But Chris, would you say most consumers would go out and purchase another three hundred dollar item to play one game? No. If if you are a gamer and you earn your own money, maybe. I, if you are a a a kid and your parents have to purchase it, not to mention not. yeah, not to mention Half Life isn't really a it's a PC PC game, so it's going to be staying in that lane but it is a pc game that shaped the way we play all games i know but not like i've never played half-life before well it's fine but you played games that are dangerously close to half-life because those developers grew up on learning what built Mm half-life and so this this is when did it come out half-life came out in the 90s yeah um it's it's by a company called valve who now runs steam um, Half-Life built is the is the foundation Level. for first-person campaign games. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo was modeled after Half-Life. Uh, everything that came after Half-Life was modeled after Half-Life. Uh, like, my God, even Call of Duty was modeled after Half-Life. Those those mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is where this is this is a part of the thing. So. And it's it's strange you've heard of all of those, but Half Life you haven't. Well, it's heard it's, of. it's it's not, an older game. Yeah. It, well, this is what this is what my point is. It's like, um, you know, with like Halo and those games, it's a lot of commercial appeal and easy access. Whereas yeah. PC gaming hasn't been always popular until like the last what six years or so. Well, and that's because well, that's I mean, because... Co- I mean, come on, PCs have been terrible for gaming up until I mean not too long ago for from an affordability standpoint exactly yeah exactly so it's becoming more affordable now and, mm-hmm. and i agree with you the, the whole appeal of the consoles and why pc gaming was on its way out is because of the affordability of the consoles however yeah. we we get into this point where games are becoming so technologically advanced 
that consoles are having a hard time running them. Even even PS5s are having a hard time, you know, running those 4K games of the highest quality. And that's why they are now starting to include, hey, you can turn down the texture quality of a PS5 game because mm-hmm. our system can't really handle it. So yeah. here's my point. Like, so Half-Life is the exact reason of why we keep reverting back to re-releasing the same games we've been playing. The games, the games back in the day, like Half-Life and Halo and Call of Duty and 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 Doom and things like that, everything that had become these massive franchises were pushing the boundaries of what they were doing for games. So where do we go from here? We can get better graphics. That's not pushing anything. They're just mm-hmm. going to come the more we go. But where, where do games change? Games change when you start to immerse the person more inside of itself. Perfect example is Half-Life. I have played VR games and they're cool. They're kind of, some of them are kind of gimmicky, which is fine. They have a lot of replayability because they're fun. You can do different stuff with them. But Half-Life is by far one of the most enticing games purely based off of what they did for immersion. The finger tracking, the audio, everything was just so, like, no one has the money. No one has ever put this amount of money, this amount of time, and this amount of attention to detail in a VR game. Mm -hmm. So why is it that when they start pushing the boundaries again, like they did for games with the original Half-Life, people aren't going to buy into it? I mean, they had to buy into it the first time. What's what's the difference now, you know? And so this is why why I think people are like, we don't want to lose money. We don't want to take any risks. Let's re-release all the stuff that made us money in the first place. And I'm not saying I don't like him, because I do. I love being able to return to, like, Resident Evil. and I love the Resident Evil remakes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I absolutely love them. However, however, they're consistently pushing out new titles mm-hmm. that are just as good or better than the remakes. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Perfect example. Fantastic. Yeah. Resident Evil 7. Amazing. It was great. Yeah. New. Different. First person, darker, scarier risks that they took that paid off. Yeah. And they can still go back and and make these old titles into In newer light. things. Yeah. Yeah. But we aren't getting that from anyone else. So what about so the Resident Evil so the Resident Evil universe, we'll call it, yeah. is being successful in the remaking to not only attract new gamers into their platform. Uh, or into their game, but also you all that's played it forever, right? Yeah. So it's hitting it's hitting all the market, not just trying to cash grab new users and attract them into this game. They're actually putting the effort and the money and the time into it to really invest in you guys that aren't aren't really interested in just doing a remaster of a game. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's a good point. For, for them, they're a company that introduces new players to their whole universe by giving them a new title that's easier to digest mm-hmm. and still consistently putting out something that's new and fresh for the people who have been playing this for a long time. And so I asked the question, why are we not getting more of that? I, We get a new Call of Duty game. 
well, yeah. along with the remake, and that's because two companies do are all, yeah, they're always changing hands. And and in in those companies, they have two different departments: one to develop the new game, and one to develop the remake. Yeah, and so sure, I think that's another company that does it. But people like the remakes of those games more than they like their new new titles. I think we've come to a crux where I can start to agree with you more. My biggest problem is along with this but isn't really connected to remakes and remasters is these giant corporations like activision and um i I can't think of anything else right now but i would (laughs) um all these huge companies that are just trying to pump out what they can to get as much money as they can yeah and that's i think is what's killing the industry and why a lot of these yes and why a lot of these indie games are on the rise like stardew valley made by one person people are really loving a lot of these indie games that right. put out a lot more heart and effort yeah but they're smaller crowd games stardew yeah. valley i think is a little bit of an exception because of the kind of type of game and it's had pretty wide releases like yeah. i consider that to be a pretty pretty top tier game yeah. in terms of its development but the smaller the developer the smaller the marketing the smaller the audience yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of gamers and people who like to play these games have spoken that they do want this stuff, you know? So, like, why, aren't, so why aren't we getting it? <laughs> why Why aren't we getting it? Why are we, why are we, why are we hating the new stuff they give us? Is it still, is it, your, it, so let me ask you this. So you're hating it, but is it still being consumed? Yeah, I I think that's one issue is a lot, like with Call of Duty, like people who don't even play games and just play that still pick it up, you know, and that's like a big market still. Right. I, you know, the gaming industry has surpassed movies, the movie industry in like sales and um, overall like money return and no, like what, 20 years ago, people would be like, what are you talking about? Gaming It's for kids. What? <laughs> but Those I kids grow up. Yeah, and I on I, I you know it's it's getting so big like we I'll, crave new things. Yes, but when we get the new yeah, so, things, so, we hate them. So, like, average, what? Give much, me an example. How much do you guys? So, like, if you if you start a new game, yeah, how much time on so average time. do you invest in that product? So. It, it, here it depends. it depends it truly it, it there's a vast variety of 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 here here's factors. one example red dead redemption 2 is my favorite game ever made it it and it kept me in in the in the game for almost like six months straight like every night playing for like four or five hours <laughs> i love that game and it took almost 10 years of development to see it completely flush through and i on like i and they've seen they've reaped the benefits of that with all that time and effort and care that they put into it they released it finished they released it with very few problems i haven't had any issues throughout my entire play of the game right and then you look at cyberpunk a game that was that's been hyped up for many many years it got it got its first announcement back when the ps3 
but but that's but that's CD Projekt Red, and and and. But they created The Witcher Three, one of hands down the greatest games. One of ever the buggiest games on launch as well. No, it wasn't. Oh yeah, absolutely. And not, I, and I, not dude, as bad as Cyberpunk. Not as bad as Cyberpunk, but that's because the te- they didn't, they didn't go above that. and beyond the, the technology what they put on the Cyberpunk. Don't use Cyberpunk as an example because there are so many other factors that ruined Cyberpunk. Use Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a formulated game that yeah. took a year to come out from each company because that's just how they operate. It's they just they keep building on. They, the they same. keeps yeah. It, it's a, it's a formula. Yeah. So Chris, you have these games that are original or like a sequel to something that's been loved and people really put everything they have into it because because uh, rockstar uses um rockstar uses uh gta they only do gta and well do, do they do what, what are they well i mean they do here's they the, do red dead but what else do yeah. they do other, other games that, they do, that's pretty um, much it right no they do um a mafia um, game or something like that no that's rockstead or no what else does rockstar do I, I'm having trouble thinking of it. I don't look something up. I'll but look it. here's like with the all of the Rockstar games, they take so long to develop, and like I honestly am not I'm not mad about it. Like I would appreciate like I like what they put out, and however long it takes them, I'm fine. Uh, L A L A Noir. L A Noir. Yeah. But, yeah, but but that was in 2011. Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto are their biggest. Those games. are the only. Those are the only two games. Those are the only two games though. Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. and those are open world games that allow you to do pretty much anything you want in in different ways every time. So the replayability for stuff like that is much higher, which allows them to have the time and to, also to really, yeah. It, it, they, but they they have the time to really um, create something new. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can take their time because they're all fed up. They're all into the other game that they've made mm-hmm. on their on its fifth run. You know, on its fifth year. Um, same thing with games that have consistent DLC updates. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. DLC doesn't take as much to the you Assassin's know, the, Creed the, franchise. The engines already made stuff like that, and so that, that's that's the big that's the biggest difference. You have Call of Duty that's formulated, uses the same engines, and these companies are used to making these games, so they push them out every single year. So, However, so do you think their expectations are for you to have gone through, be done with, and ready to move on to that next release within yes. a year's yeah. time or whatever that development time is for any given game or yeah. sequel to a game that comes yeah. out? They, yeah, they pretty much treat new games like DLC. So everything people didn't like about the previous game or wanted to change, they're like... Oh yeah, well you'll just have to wait till the new Call of Duty next November. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. whole that whole thing. Like, there are more Call of Duty titles than there are seasons of Doctor Who, and that yeah. show's been running since the fifties. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, much, uh, and total, I don't think total. that I think I think we're kind of in a in a time where a lot of things, a lot of new things are going to be coming out. It's just we're in a lull right now because of developments like uh, we, the new start the new start uh, covid didn't do it we've been not, in this lull for years yeah so that's what i was going to ask is, is so like in 2020 like i was reading just a little bit in preparation for this discussion uh so the time spent gaming has increased though like what i was seeing over 2020 it was like a 14 percent increase in yeah. time and what they were saying the average gamer across in a lot the whole world all countries it's like eight out eight and a half hours per week spent yeah. gaming 
So, I mean, the demand seems to be increasing yeah. with COVID. You you have, yo, for sure. But I think a lot of that time in those games are, are spent on the, the not single player games or anything like, but like the games that people have been playing, like World of Warcraft, um, Fortnite, even. Yeah. Apex Legends. And hey, we just got Counter Strike, a... stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I really haven't been feeling a lull because, like, with the way I game, I like playing. Like, I have my games like Minecraft and some other ones that I'm constantly just kind of get jumping back into. Well, sure. But those are, those are the kinds of replayability games that are different every time. Mm-hmm. Just like, um, like with Red Dead Redemption 2, that was one of my big games and played it for a long time, even though it, it was a long time before the last Red Dead Redemption was released. I need a remake of Red Dead Redemption 1. Oh, my God. It, I would give them hundreds of dollars for it. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, it looks it, the 4K remaster. The 4K uh, remaster looks good. I would want them. I want Red Dead Redemption Two as Red Dead Redemption One. That's <laughs> what I want. So, so, Chris, as someone who has lived through the release of a lot of these games that are getting remakes, if you were still an avid gamer, do the remakes interest you, or like, do you think it? it it's like. Do you think a remake truly improves the quality of classic games? So, a couple things, I guess I would say, with that. So, when I was a kid, and maybe we can talk about that too, just when your first experience into gaming was and and what was the system. Let me ask you guys that first, and then I'll share to answer your question. My experience, and now that my kids have... uh, couple systems I'll, I'll share that perspective too but what was the first system you guys played any uh, games on whether it's pc my f- or my first uh really introduction to games was probably an n64 a playstation one for me playstation one n64 so so I didn't I didn't start on Atari, but definitely on the the first uh classic Nintendo right the Nintendo uh, entertainment system, the NES. And then, you know, we, the, the systems back then came out just like they are now and they were, they were super, uh, like everybody was looking forward to them. They were super hot products when they came out. Yeah. And I remember every year it was, it was not every year, but every time a system came out, it was always Nintendo, super NES, the 64. And then, PlayStation, and it seemed like PlayStation changed it with just just the graphics that you experienced and kind of the, I guess, the rawness and the, the riskiness, I guess you could say, of some of the games that came as a kid you would play. I think of just like uh, Mortal Kombat and different games that I was playing as a kid, and I was like, kind of... I mean, you had blood squirting out, and uh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto was one that eventually started yeah. playing. But it was like all the classic games that were released way back when I was a kid. Now seeing them with my kids, who we have a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo Switch. I mean, I really like seeing the remaking and re-releasing of classic-named games but with much better graphics i mean it just 
yeah. I love playing the old games because I've got the the mini NES classic and like the super NES classic. Yeah, because it's the, the yeah, it's a lot of fun to replay and fill those memories again. Well, so it's, it, the, it's the nostalgia of it, but it's yeah. like man, those those games suck compared to the quality of games and the graphics that you get to experience with the new releases. So yeah, I I, I get what you're saying for that. Um, I. I guess I guess a, also a better way to put it would be if they were to completely if they were to take Mario which is a platforming game and they made it first person like would you see the benefit of that remake I guess like like would you like do you think it adds to the quality of of game if I I guess like not just re-releasing it for for something that is uh newer and and works better but the the changes made to the game do you think do you think it's I guess like it would depend i guess it would depend on the game you know right it, I yeah mean, I, I would say no in that case with the with with the, the classic experience of mario regardless of when the release was i think that's what you expect in that so i would say in that case no it wouldn't be something that would necessarily interest me it would be something that i would be maybe curious about but i don't know if it would be a sell for me no that may, i mean that makes a lot of sense yeah um let's see we are uh, we have a little bit of time left uh, about 10 15 minutes um so here's something else i wanted to talk to you about um let's see we we worked through all this this yeah, we touched on most everything except for two things. Number one, Skyrim was released in 2011. 11, 11, 11. Now wait, now wait. Before you hop into this. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is a good game, sure. Yes. Is there a billion other ways to play it? Yes. Do we need a 10-year anniversary release? No. <laughs> Do do we need it on every single console to have come out over the the past ten years, or do we need a new damn game? Well, here's is the thing. <laughs> I they don't have DLC. They don't have DLC for it. No, it's just That's one ridiculous. game. It's just a base game. Yeah, that ridiculous. is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Funny man. Wow. Beth's they they have been making some bad decisions. Like look at Fallout seventy six. I'm happy it flopped. <laughs> I think that's when it like not a bad idea though. Not a bad idea. Not the greatest execution because of lack of content and the the uh, in the insufficient power of the servers. Yes. But fantastic idea. Great idea. Horrible Original. Execution. Original. Played off of a premise that everyone loves following a very popular game series. Flopped. Yep. Good. So the fear then again then again touches on my second my second note is there a fear of critical failure or commercial failure a game could be great it can be a masterpiece like death stranding however it can still financially and commercially fail causing these companies to set a, set aside their love for art and creative games and focus on the business here's, aspect of things and what's going to get the company back up on their feet here's the thing uh, one yeah yeah go ahead chris I was just going to say, totally. I mean, that's a huge competitive market, right? I mean, if you fail, it's going to affect any future release that you have of exactly. any games that you try to try to release. Yeah, exactly. That's 
that's exactly the point. You know, you, you get a bad rep for buggy games, like Cyberpunk, for example, super buggy. But The Witcher did have buggy, they, they weren't as bad, but, but they had the a lot of really they buggy games. They, like, Cyberpunk is not as flushed out as The Witcher 3 world. Well, well, let's, I mean, I mean that aside, they have a lot of novel material and, and stuff like that, but that aside... Are do these buggy launches because The Witcher did take time to fix and they dedicated a lot of time to fixing it. Now, do both both of these buggy launches I, now make people look at CD Projekt Red and think maybe they're not as grand of a developer and need to get things right the first time instead of getting them right the third or fourth time? I th here's my thing. I think this problem stems from the conglomerates that own these companies. They want to see a return on their investment as soon as possible so they don't get the time that they the developers would want to release their game they which don't is, want their game is, to be released why, this way this is not is, how they want which it is to why be see which is why which is why those games like cyberpunk that's and, why it did terrible and i they here's the I, thing they needed like, a return on their investment they didn't have rush it rush they didn't they didn't have the yeah. time that that all these other companies that yeah they had 10 years but they were still making the witcher when they were doing this when they were developing this game so they needed a way to put money and to put arms into this game but they needed to do that by focusing on the task at hand so yes a game can be in in development with quotation marks for 10 years but they don't go into development until like year six mm -hmm. that's when everyone's like all right it's time. Let's do this. Let's take all these papers, all these ideas we have. And I mean, let's, that's let's really make important it. too, though, you know. Well, but, it is. It is. Um, However, that, that last four years, that's crunch time, man. That's crunch time. Uh, here's my thing. Either way you slice it, it could be bad. And I can see points on either way. But the way I see it is that I don't want a broken game that I pay money for like i don't want to be a bet i don't want to be a beta tester yeah, no, no one does so i think allowing these games to flop on release when people don't want to play a buggy game sends a message mm -hmm. to these bigger conglomerates that own these studios and, and we've seen that we've seen that now with the strikes happening at, at blizzard and at activision those strikes are happening because of the poor work environments that these companies give their developers you know halo was such a commercial success because you had a small room of completely dedicated employees under their own time they were just mm -hmm. their own studio before we had large AAA titles and stuff like that and i'm i'm like look at look at destiny it's they've like, like it's not as big as it could be, but I'm happy that um, they're getting. Yeah, they, they left. They left. They left. They left. Yeah. yeah, they broke. And I can, and now they're focusing. And everyone around. rallied. Up yeah, around them, and yeah. the game shot up back in sales. And yeah, it's because they fixed everything. They have they, made some questionable decisions that yeah. are a little difficult to get into because of retconning certain things and and um, the change in content and how the game yeah. is handled. But that's that's a story for a different day. Uh, I guess, I, I yes, I I understand the whole big company forcing that, and then that's a huge problem. That's a huge issue. I don't think that is an excuse for the lack of originality. I I think that like people are flopping, games are flopping, and to fix those flops, because every every company's had a flop. Every no matter how you look at it, every well, company I mean, like, has had a look flop. Look at it. I think there's a lot of original. I don't know, like. 
Like we've had Life is Strange, Little Nightmares. We have the the But they're not but they're not like they're not, not like control. Control is so good. But it wasn't a commercial success. Yes, it was. Not a it whole got lot. game of the year. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you got game of the like, year. Like they sold so much. But but in my entire Discord server, which has over a hundred people, you and I are probably the only people to have played that game. It is so good. It is very good. However, it is What not, remains of Edith Finch? Uh but those games aren't aren't like they're not going to be like these giant successes because not everyone like that's what I'm saying. Not everyone saying. is like because a majority of of this gaming industry is not people who want to place these indie, solo. Well, well, sure. I mean, indie and small studios aside, though. What I'm asking is from from all these massive companies that and you're not going gotten, to get originality. But what, what, like, why? From all these massive game companies that have given us originality, that have given us these massive because they're big budget games aren't doing they, it anymore because they are not themselves anymore. Other companies own them. And, and they want they don't want to well so you agree then you, then you agree that there is a lack of originality from these from yes these, from these people yeah i'm not saying small studios indie this developers. is not how, this is not the conversation i thought we were going to go into which is why i thought i was going to disagree with you more no but no 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 no. i totally agree with you on that point no but like, i do believe that there is still originality in gaming but it's just not from these giant conglomerates which you're not going to get anymore well yeah it, because they want to be safe yeah because i mean a lot of but, small studios and indie developers that look to these bigger conglomerates for publishing right? yes yeah. a lot of stuff like that's totally different um how many how many small indie studios are out there making Oh, um, hundreds hundreds it's i mean like small like, indie studios is a it's more like it's more like so, bedroom people in their bedroom kind so of thing this game that we were talking about earlier chris it's called stardew valley it was made by one guy and it's probably one of the most popular games in the world but it's not it's not totally original because yeah. it is it's it is based totally off of, based off of whatever it was yeah. harvest moon yeah harvest moon yeah so but, what what is it that would elevate that individual or uh, these small studios to continue to make content and create games and build them into a bigger studio. I mean, that, that's they just keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we've gotten so many fantastic games. Fortnite was an indie game mm-hmm. long, long, long ago. And then it changed mm-hmm. and they kept doing it. They kept chugging away at it. They kept making it. What's that new, changes. what's that one new, uh, game? That's Splitgate. Just, yeah. Splitgate. I, yeah. I have some, I have some issues with Splitgate, but yeah, I mean, cause it's essentially Halo, but yeah. Um, Halo with portals, Halo with portals, <laughs> but mainly Halo because no one uses the portals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we listen, we're, we're wrapping, we're wrapping up on our time here. Um, we're, we're getting real close to it. So yes. Hey, I do have to ask you this. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Do you have like a uh, shrink wrap Super Mario Brothers game way <laughs> at a closet somewhere that I could like? Unfortunately, I do not make me like a hundred fourteen thousand dollars worth. Have you seen some of the prices of some of those original games? Did you know one of them sold for a million dollars? Yeah, right? yeah, and it was it was the copy uh, that the guy the copy sealed copy. It was a sealed copy that the guy took to Pawn Stars that he declined. Yeah, he said I don't even uh, want it. I don't even want it. And he lost out on that million dollar sale. I wish I had incredible. some of the games back then. I, I have my NES in my closet, and then I have my Super Mario 3 in there. But I got a handful of it. Crash Bandicoot games that are probably pretty scratched up. <laughs> then well, I'm glad one, I didn't um, have to jump in the in the middle of you guys tonight. You guys have been pretty tame. It, it's, it's a difficult conversation because of how you look at it. Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of small studios doing good things, 
but there are a lot of downsides to that you yeah. know uh we're having a small studio i think uh, lack of support and the lack of budget like they 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 have these visions for games and never they never get to be what they truly want to be because of the constraints that a lot of these smaller studios have one thing i've wanted to say is that uh i really like what uh, ubisoft has been doing with the uh assassin's creed franchise yeah yeah but they got a lot the past of past three games right yeah they got a lot of good stuff to go off of too yeah although although i think it's kind of funny how they pledge to be historically accurate and now they're like yeah battling gods <laughs> i mean i like what they're doing with it though like there is a lot of historical stuff oh, yeah, in it yeah, you know a ton of, a ton of historical elements. i mean you have to have yeah there there are there are original games that offer good experiences you know they're limited in the time yeah. and the money because there are smaller studios. There, there, there's great stuff if you know where to look. Yeah, but these I these think things will change here in like a while. I, I, it's gonna the the consumer is going to speak for itself. Right, like eventually people are gonna get tired of this stuff. Eventually, people will fight yeah. back. Yeah. They will. Well, when people when people stop buying, then speak with your money. The studio the studios will start listening. And until then, they'll keep putting out the same things you guys are have been talking about for the last hour because they're yeah. still making money at it. Yeah, and you know it applies for for movies and stuff too. And that's just something that's a whole other. I think that'd be a good one for can of worms you so and Chris it, it to get is, into, and I'll be set by. <laughs> there are so many similarities that you guys have have talked about tonight with the movie and physical media uh side of of things of entertainment because oh, yeah. it's a lot of like small boutique labels that are releasing a lot of good material and and one thing i want to talk about at some point probably during our month of october for uh some of the horror episodes that we've talked about uh with some of the content is to get into some of that because i mean a lot of that's dying out but a lot of these small labels are starting to bring a lot of that back and it's quite interesting times right now that we're yeah. living in both in the gaming side it sounds like and also in the the movie Just entertainment business inner entertainment in general you know absolutely I, I, there, there's a there's a lot to be said about it you know i i feel like um we had a renaissance era for creativeness that lasted us uh 50 60 years yeah. and now we're at the point where we're like well everything's been taken <laughs> what do we do you know so I don't know. I, there's a lot to be said. I mean, I'm sure there's some really good articles, really good papers, really good studies, things like that, on all this stuff. You know, we're just a couple of guys speaking our opinions on these things. We don't know the actual reason of why these games, why companies, why major companies that have the big budgets to do some pretty incredible things. It's, I don't know. I think it's it, it is a big can of worms to get into in the entertainment industry in general. Yeah. And we I tackled the it whatever, as best we could. The whatever, the whatever podcast is going to start the movement of change for all things. Inter- oh, well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully someone listens to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that's, that's the point. We, we, you know, we're just a couple of guys who, uh, want to speak our voice about things and speak our opinions. And, you know, that, that's all we ask for. That's all we ask is for it to be heard. But yeah, I think we agreed in a lot more places than I was expecting to. I think we, I think we're both coming from the same place, but from a few different angles. Yeah. But I think we agree in the most uh, bigger part of it is like, that there's a lack of 
uh, the allowment for creativity in sure. this industry. Yeah, which is why which is why indie games are booming. Yeah. Small studios are booming. Indie games indie games, are, indie games are not the right term. I think it's just like small studios are yeah. taking on. I, mean, I think it's great too. Um however, you know, you get back to the same thing, limitations on budget, yeah, things like that. They can't be all they can I'll be. support them. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean me too. Me too. But we've seen a lot of good things come from games like that. I just wish these big studios with the budget they for stuff like that would do take. that. And well here's also a thing that Xbox is, you know, allowing these smaller studios to come with them to create exclusive content for them. Right. I can see that as so long the, as the uh, contracts are written oh, right. Steam Greenlight and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Things like that are kinda coming into effect. So I think here in the next ten years we're gonna be seeing a big change in our industry well, i hope so i but really hope so with um, that um you know i think that's a great conversation and even more stuff to talk about in the future but yeah yeah with that i think it's time to wrap this episode up i agree thank you guys uh for listening hopefully you uh, got something out of this and we'd love to hear your comments like yeah you know, it's it's a thing that it's good to hear from other people to see what they think yeah let, let me let me remind you guys again if you guys head over to whatevermedia.com um I believe that's I think yeah. I think that's what I changed it to instead of the whatever yeah. show it's whatever whatever media, media because it's everything yeah. that we all just kind of have We're our hands going. in yeah. um, you guys can head over there and there is a form now that form is it says topic form but if you guys have feedback comments yeah send it yeah love you know to read it <laughs> Toss your name on, or write John Doe and leave it anonymous. Maybe um, we can start doing a little, little section of the podcast where we read off some read audience, yeah. read audience comments, and reviews, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, just uh, head over there. We haven't been we haven't been active on the blog. Uh, I don't think either one of us are. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, if any of us I plan on getting on there more to do. I would really like to write some gaming and technology yeah, stuff. Please, please write. We need more stuff on there. Yeah. It now the the website does update our show, mm-hmm. and it's a constant new feed of our show yeah but our blog is what's yeah. what's not what's not up to date however yeah. um, thank you guys for listening yeah. uh it was great being here with uh me and connor here in person thanks to chris for mediating <laughs> being, absolutely being the barrier <laughs> you guys weren't too bad so it's yeah. it's been a light night all right well we will catch you guys in the next episode of the whatever podcast thanks for listening bye-bye Yes.